Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 130 and 138. Out of the deep have I called unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. O oh, let thine ears consider well the voice of my complaint. If thou, Lord, wilt be extreme to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who may abide it? For there is mercy with thee, therefore shalt thou be feared. I look for the Lord, my soul doth wait for him, in his word is my trust. My soul fleeth unto the Lord before the morning watch, I say, before the morning watch. O Israel, trust in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his sins. Psalm 138 I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. Even before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name because of thy loving kindness and truth. For thou hast magnified thy name and thy word above all things. When I called upon thee, thou heardest me and endewest my soul with much strength. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, for they have heard the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, that great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. As for the proud, he beholdeth them afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, yet shalt thou refresh me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy right hand upon the furiousness of mine enemies. 
and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord shall make good his loving kindness toward me. Yea, thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Despise not then the works of thine own hands. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 11th verse of the 54th chapter of the book of Isaiah. O you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted, behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who blows for, brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall pro- prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth verse of the letter of St. Paul, sixth chapter of the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bondservants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who alone canst order the unruly wills and affections of sinful men, grant unto thy people that they may love the thing which thou commandest and desire that which thou dost promise, that so among the sundry and manifold changes of the world our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everybody. A couple thoughts about our lessons. I think it's best to begin in the Psalms tonight with Psalm 130 and 138. Um, it's significant when we're given in the lectionary um, a pair of Psalms that, um, or, you know, getting a, getting a set of them and more than just one is a signal to us that we should look at them next to each other, and observe the tension that they create. Usually it's a space for us to kind of enter into on where these two things define on either side, something that we're meant to understood simultaneously. And so even though we're reading them in sequence, these things kind of both, you know, stand on either side of us and we're meant to kind of stand in between them. And so I think when we do, we can observe on one side, um, the in Psalm 130, a very famous you know, beginning line, out of the deep have I called unto thee, O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. This is a psalm of expectation. This is a psalm of, of, of recreation. Um, the deep in the psalms is always a poetic image of the great deep at the creation in Genesis chapter 1, out of which the whole creation was called and, and on top of which the firmament was set. Um, and so, you know, if someone, you know, from this perspective of the deep, it's that I have been so decreated by whatever this, the conditions of this of this moment are that I need to be brought up and, and basically remade again. And so 
and there's a sense of expectation in this of having been destroyed or dismantled um, and needing to be re reconfigured, reconstituted again. Um, and in you know, in conjunction with 138, we get a little bit more of the context of this. Both of these are kind of post-exile psalms. Um, these are psalms spoken after the captivity, um, and Psalm 138 puts this in greater relief with someone who's out in exile looking towards the temple in Jerusalem and praying toward it from being very far away from it, um, despite being surrounded by other gods and other kings, as the language goes. Um, and, and, and the, but the 138 is significant because it's told in the aftermath of the answer. And it begins, I will give thanks unto the Lord for he has heard me. So 130 is a voice of, 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 you know, of, of supplication of saying, hear my voice. And in 138, we get, I, he has heard my voice, even though I was far away from him. He has, um, looked, I looked toward him, the place where I know him to be. And he looked back toward me and answered my prayer. And so, by the end of 138, we're given this image of, of looking at, looking up, and then God looking at and beholding and observing and then coming to the rescue and coming to the aid of. Um, and it creates this space for us to kind of look to one side or the other and see ourselves in between those two. And we always are kind of in between those two. We're either in a place sort of that leans and emphasizes more that supplication or we're in a place of thanksgiving that recognizes the deliverance that has come. Um, after a season of waiting patiently uh, and our souls waiting like the morning watch looks for the sunlight. And so um, as we look, we use that as the lens through which to look at our other lessons tonight. Um, it's significant when we get to Isaiah 54 to remember that in these chapters of Isaiah we've been in in Eastertide, we're talking about the servant songs of Isaiah, which have to do with this figure he calls the servant who suffers valiantly and obediently and righteously and becomes this inheritor of all these blessings of God. Um, and 54 is an in interesting inflection point in these servant songs because it's the last time we, in 54, we get the last mention of the servant, the kind of capital S servant in Isaiah's songs. And the conversion that takes place in, chapter, in verse 17 of 54 is that we start getting the promises that are now being worked out among the servants, small s, of the Lord. Um, and so you see the, the sort of the one goes away and then now we start to, to see this constant invocation in the remaining chapters of Isaiah of these servants that uh, receive these benefits that previously were thought to belong only to the capital S servant. Um, and that's significant for us because we're reading this right now at this inflection point in the liturgical year between Ascension and Pentecost. We're, we're getting coming to Ascension this coming Thursday, um, and then we'll be waiting in the midst of that for Pentecost, for the coming of the promise that the ascended, coronated Christ will send upon his disciples. And this is the working out of the thing Isaiah is seeing in his oracle here, that these things are coming to pass where the, the servant who suffers righteously receives the blessings of God and then bestows them upon the servants who are likenesses of him in these prophetic visions. And the way that these things come to pass, the vision of them, of course, is this vision of a restored Jerusalem. Again, we're still in exile in this, these chapters of Isaiah. 
and Jerusalem has been completely destroyed. But he says, you'll know that this pivot is coming to pass and the end of it will be that Jerusalem will be restored, not as a city made of, of sort of, 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 you know, of, of, of base stones, but of precious stones. And that the, the, the and that it will be luminous and glorious, and that these it will be this this singular thing that has not existed and cannot exist except by this intervention that's taking place by the hand of the Lord and through His servant. Um, and this will be how you know this comes to pass: is that Jerusalem will be a city, the new Jerusalem that will be built, will be a city unlike any city that has ever existed or could ever exist, but by the hand of God who draws the things together. That, that constitute it, that brings to, brings it together and establishes it in a way that only he can. And that's significant for us because it puts us again in that position of the, the, the watchman of before the morning in Psalm 130. It puts us in that sense of expectation of the blessings that are to be poured out of the servants at the very end of Isaiah's chapter tonight. And that puts us in this kind of strange, you know, strange entrance into Ephesians chapter six. And I promise you, it's not just that we're having to, you know, finish out Ephesians with the kind of, you know, remaining issues that Paul is getting at here. This is a very deliberate pairing of lessons here for us, because what Paul is getting at here in the beginning of chapter six is, and he starts off by kind of going through this, this kind of litany of obediences. Um, he starts off by saying, you know, children obey your parents, honor your father and mother, as the commandment of old said. He's talking to Christians at this point too, right? And so we're, you know, and, and, and he's putting it into these kind of practical categories. We could read that with a kind of superficiality that says, oh, he's just kind of ordering everybody and how to respect each other in this community. And that's not wrong. But what he's getting at here is that these relations um, draw out a fundamental um, truth about who we are. It draws out really um, the thing that is truly us as we have been made in Christ, which is we are now servants who have been united to the life of the servant who bears the blessings of God, as Isaiah foretold. And so all these different instances are opportunities for that to become sort of apocalyptically manifested in whatever is happening around us. So that that sense of expectation that the that the, the sort of the blessings of God will be worked out and emerge and manifest and be consummated among us is worked out in the kind of mundane details of, of you know, for the Lord's sake, um, bearing the, you know, sort of the likeness of the servant who suffered, who suffered righteously, who endured and persevered and was faithful. And uh, in whatever situation he found himself, whether he was obedient to his parents or whether he was obedient to the law, or whether he was obedient to the discipline of the cross. And so Paul is calling us to this because this situates us as those image bearers of the great servant. And as such, we become inheritors of the blessings of that servant, and we are vindicated with that servant, such that we are being brought into that fullness that Isaiah foretold, that new Jerusalem, and we are being made constituent members of it such that we are the very stones, the very precious stones that are being fitted together now in unity, in harmony, in mutual submission to one another. That as we do that, we are being built into that new Jerusalem, luminous as a gemstone being that, that catches the light. And as we do, that we become the very thing that from the time of the Psalms has been longed for. And so all these things kind of connect together in that, in that willingness to submit in that willingness to be the servant of all. We become inheritors of the blessings of the Lord of all. 
And that is the shape of the Christian life. And so as we enter ascension now, that's what we're going to start to unpack as to what that looks like in practice. So a couple thoughts for tonight. Continuing with our intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for being here tonight. It's a pleasure to pray with you. And thanks to Aliyah, my co-leader. Hope you all have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Quite an effort, Aliyah. Outside thank and you. everything. Yeah, I know. Thank you, <laughs> Leah. <laughs> Thanks all. Good night, good night everybody. Good Have a good, good evening. Night.